Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk, Adam Oldfield from Vacuman is uh, with us once again. Uh, hope you had a good week. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Thanks for jumping in here today. Always a pleasure, Bill. It's I so still good. remember, as if it was yesterday, and it sometimes seems like it was, uh, how, and he, you know, Elon Musk was always great at this. You know, he have these great big conferences, and he'd be there on stage, you know, and, and he introduced us to uh, what he called at that time the EV truck. Uh, this was a big yeah. tractor trailer, and, and he, there was a prototype there, and we kept yeah. saying, oh, yeah, but this is years and years and years into the future. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> the no. future is now, I guess, isn't it? Well, you know what? What's important about this is the fact that, uh, you know, it's getting a lot of attention because they discovered how much power it's drawn. And we spoke yeah. about that. And if anyone did miss the show, it actually takes a small community or town to charge a Tesla tractor trailer. But they made the announcement uh, that it has officially delivered 81,000 pounds in a tractor trailer uh, and managed to travel 804 kilometers. Now, nobody was commenting on how much charge was left, what speed they were traveling, what was the climate like when it was doing its delivery. But the fact of the matter is, is that it is here. It is now officially available and they are going to be launching this in January, February. And why this is so forefront, Bill, is that they have a, 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 a promise to have these vehicles ready to be delivered, committed to start transporting logistically. Um, and the, so I think they're making the announcement of, yay, it can actually accomplish this goal. So we've talked about it existing. The beta testing has has been uh, uh, accomplished. And now we can expect to see it now rolling out and starting to uh, implement within our society very much in the springtime. Fascinating stuff. And and it just, I think, proves, as you've talked about on the show so many times, Stuff that used to be just dreamed about and say, well, wouldn't it be neat if uh, it's happening? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, they've got the expertise and God knows they've got the money to simply say, OK, enough with the prototypes. Let's make this thing happen. And they do. And and, and Musk is right at the front. I mean, say what you will about some of his other proclivities, shall we say. <laughs> uh, but he gets things done when it comes to te technology. It's just fascinating to see. Uh, listen, let, getting from point A to point B. Uh, used to involve roadmaps and stopping at the gas station for directions. And, you know, people that have been around for a long, long time can remember those days. Then, of course, uh, we got GPS. Uh, and everybody thought that's God's gift to people that are driving. Uh, it's going to solve everything. Uh, it had its shortcomings. Uh, sometimes, you know, you're, you're trying to go three blocks away and it sends you through Cleveland to get there. So it, it had its short. Now, what's, what's the evolution of, of these systems right now? Well, I think one of the things I wanted to bring up, and I don't think it's getting enough attention, is the fact that GPS, as much as we, it's integrated in pretty much all of what we're working with, Bill. So, you know what, like you commented, I mean, it's built into cars we buy, it's built into our phones and, and so forth. Now, uh, the fact of the matter is, is that we've seen us migrate over to Google Maps and Waze and Apple Maps is now jumping on, all using GPS, which stands for Global Positioning Systems. Mm -hmm. Now, why this is important is that researchers, and you might find when you're driving, uh, you might be like if you're in downtown Hamilton or downtown Toronto or a, a metropolis, it's using satellite waves that can bounce off of buildings. So you might lose connection. I notice that quite a bit when I'm in Toronto, it will be lost satellite connection or you're now offline and you kind of hope you're getting where you need to be um, and you're hoping you don't miss that exit or turn when you're supposed to. It's been much improved, don't get me wrong. Um, but why I bring up two points with the GPS system is that there's a new technology that's gonna be coming out and it's gonna be accurate to get you where you need to be within 10 centimeters of its destination. 
Now, it doesn't rely on the old school navigation systems, and it doesn't necessarily incorporate radio uh, uh, transmission. This this actually incorporates fiber optic networks, which brings the the the, the reality of bringing your travel destination travel uh, specifically to be more uh, uh, within line of of where you are. Because I, I I know everyone's been there. You have arrived, and you're looking, going, "No, I'm a I'm a street away, or I'm a house away." Like, oh, there it is. You're in the ballpark, but it's not 100% perfect yet. Now, uh, this new technology will get you much, much closer, and it's using our current infrastructure or network on the ground. Now, why I also want to bring this up is that GPS signals, as I mentioned, uses global positioning systems, aka satellites. Also, it is uh, GPS's controller trades. It controls our eco uh, economy our ATM machines. Um, and one of the things there's really, and this is nothing to be fearful of, uh, just to, again, I don't like talking about the show as it's a conspiracy problem, Bill, but one of the concerns is GPSs are susceptible to either uh, a solar storm, hacking. If it goes down, it could be a major crisis. It could be a big scale concern. So uh, we're working, we as in, you know, Adam Oldfield, I'm the one doing this, but <laughs> technology as a whole is working on solutions that that doesn't happen, that we do have a ground system that is more accurate and doesn't cause a complete chaotic system if or should any of our satellite systems that guide us or get us where we need to be go offline. It's amazing how we've developed the technologies to handle this. Now, you're going to remember, our listeners know, if you're a regular to talk to Adam, worked at CHML for many, many years in promotions and marketing and uh, and has moved on. He's making multi-millions of dollars right now. And, you know, he and Elon have lunch once a week. But back, do you remember back in those days, back in, I'm talking probably in the early to mid-90s, yes. uh, solar flares would happen in the summertime. Yes. And it would yes. knock radio stations off the air. Yeah. I, you I figure I, what? what are you, what's going on here? Uh, but, you know, yeah. not just that, but other radio stations on the AM band would just poof. Um, and we thought, well, just uh, that's nature. There's nothing we're going to be able to do about it. But it's, they've, the advancements they've made to try to to handle what's going on around us have been phenomenal. Yeah, it's taken. In fact, I remember doing a cut in during that time. I remember being at uh, I think I was at Aquafest and it was during the summer and and I'm doing my my report. And I'm because I listen to the radio when you listen <laughs> the old school days. I, I had an analog. And anyway, whatever happened was off the air. And I remember going oh, God, I'm going to get fired. What did I do wrong? <laughs> um, you know, so yes, no, it, it is a real thing. In fact, uh, the, there was a comment that there's been a lot of solar flare right now, the sun. And again, we're getting into scientific and astrology, which I'm not, uh, again, not an expert, but it has been a serious concern that they do the, the solar uh, will knock out electronics. It's like an EMP. It, it, it throws the, uh, uh, the, the signal off. Um, it's not detrimental to shut it off completely. It will come back on. Um, and it is a deep concern with technology today pertaining to how it can impact uh, as we're so dependable on technology and satellites and otherwise. Uh, and it is very much very similar to a winter storm. A solar storm is, if not even worse, uh, when it comes to electronic, not harmful to humans, but to our electronic way of living. It will impact it. Exactly. Uh, the Chinese are, are they're busy <laughs> uh, behind closed doors. They're doing all sorts of stuff. This is an interesting thing. You, you fired me off this note about this. Uh, they've created a ceramic engine for prosthetics, which in itself is remarkable. Uh, but it turns out that th this thing has uh, a number of different uses. 
Yeah, prosthetic. Well, if we take a look at prosthetics, we know that it, it uses movements. There's a lot of moving components within it that make it, you know, obviously open, close if it's a hand, if it if it operates, and it has susceptibility of breaking down. Um, and again, when we take a look at how, and in addition to that, bacteria and otherwise can also be uh, integrated as much as we look at it and go, what's prosthetics? What's the problem? It actually could be uh, susceptible to a bacteria to actually develop in it. So anyway, the Chinese have come up with a new ceramic version of a prosthetic that allows uh, the operation of it to work uh, much smoother, uh, will run cooler, meaning that there's less friction. Um, again, you're opening and closing uh, a prosthetic hand for argument's sake. That movement actually over time creates heat. It wears down. This is going to create a almost lifelong uh, prosthetic. When a joint is developed, it can actually uh, need to be replaced in the traditional way every 10 years, which can be expensive and, and it's painful sure. um, for, for individuals. I mean, we kind of look at it as, yay, we solved your problem. This is not a solution. Anyway, this is also been incorporated as they were talking about the advancement of what they've been able to develop um, using the silicon nitrate can now replace even engine components. So, you know, we look at an engine. Engines today, by the way, folks, are still made with metal. As much as we keep talking about, you know, like, look how advanced we are. You, you know, we're we're actually looking at creating now an engine that could run off a ceramic development that has less motion, less moving parts, less friction, therefore can last longer. Vehicles don't have to be replaced as often or repaired as often. So the advancement is in both not only uh, medical for the reasons of those that have this uh, uh, prosthetic joints or otherwise, it's also going to be incorporated with engine components and they're talking about how they're gonna be rolling it out in the near future. Excellent stuff. Uh, how about this one now? A computer to read your thoughts, to read oh. your mind. I, they've already done this. So that's that. You've seen that insurance commercial where they wire the dog up and say, look, I can see what the dog's thinking. It's, yes. it's a little more advanced than that, isn't it? Well, it uses electronic. And again, we talk about reading thoughts. Um, yeah. You know, again, it's pretty scary when we get right down. And I'm scared to know what I think. I just sit there sometimes <laughs> and go like, oh, boy, this is, you know, what you folks hear out of my lips. Trust me, you don't want to know what's going on in my mind. But the technology is so advanced right now that these computers are actually capable of developing brain thought. And right now, professors at Georgetown University Medical Center have commented how they've obviously we use electrical pulses. Our brain is really a battery. It's a it's a it's a multi computer uh, capable of, of sending electronic signals at such a pace. We are really supercomputers, humans as we are. They've been able to develop an ability to connect to our thoughts the brain waves, if you will. Now, again, why would we, you know, want that, or why why would we want to have that that capability? And why is this like an advanced way of government reading our thoughts and what we're thinking? Let me just clear up. This is to be used for those that maybe aren't able to communicate. They might not be able to. Uh, they could be in a coma. They, but they could still hear. You might be able to uh, not be able to have a, sp a speaking capability. This will allow for brains to be able to signal communication, words in regards to what can be said. And all kidding aside, uh, Bill, it almost reminds me of the Up by, uh, uh, if you remember DreamWorks or Disney, when they had the uh, the dog with the yeah. collar and it goes, I am a dog. That's kind of what it's capable of doing. It's not just restrictive to humans. They're actually developing it to understand how animals 
can communicate. What is it they're saying? What is it that they're thinking of? Um, you know, kind of makes me think of the far side comics that used to come out and it says Professor Nitwitty created a, a, a new electronic. He finally discovered what dogs are saying and every dog in the community is saying, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, I don't know if that's where we're going to yeah, go. Maybe you don't want to know. Yeah, yeah, maybe we don't want to know. Um, but anyway, the point is the technology is here. They're advancing it and they're actually making it come forth. All right, let's. Uh, I've actually got two band aids on my hand right now as we're doing the show today. Uh, uh, paper cuts and, and it happens around the house, right? And you know you don't want to get infections and set. What we've always wanted and what we've always needed was a high tech band aid, and now I understand it's here. It is because I can tell you, in vacuum in uh, particular, we usually use toilet paper and electrical tape, and you just wrap that puppy <laughs> up. Um, but there are advancements in, and when it comes to a boo boo, uh, they have now come up with a with a band aid. It's actually like an e band aid, and it generates an electrical field uh, developed by the University of Wisconsin. Has developed a protective bandage, and it just gives a very mild electrical stimulation and what it does is it reduces the time for your wound to heal now again why would i need to develop a, a an electrical band-aid is those with like ulcers or diabetes they take sometimes uh or even those with non-healing surgical wounds um can take a while or maybe forever for for being able to heal this band-aid is a nano generator conducted by overlapping a lot of very very big words but basically copper foil and a bunch of other uh pets and ptfes i don't know what that stands for bill but they're very big words and um and they do what they're they put them in a recipe and i basically they they create the electrical charge that generates the skin cells to heal and to give you a perspective where it would take normally maybe two weeks of healing time for those that don't heal normally it could be healed in three days that's how fast it speeds it up uh, we always do this toward the end of the year, and uh, it's uh, this is like Johnny Carson used to do Karnak on the old Tonight Show, you know. And Adam gets the old stuff on here, and he gets all drained up, and uh, and comes with some bold predictions uh, for 2023, which is a pretty tough thing to do because I mean you see how quickly technology is advancing in so many areas, but but I know you've put some thought into this, so let's let's start your list. You know what? I, I get asked all the time, what do I think is going to be happening in the future? So here's my prediction, Bill. Cloud computing. Now, we use cloud computers all the time. Amazon, Netflix, and otherwise TV programming. It's going to merge even more with the metaverse. And as much as we haven't experienced it, and we hear Zuckerberg with Meta talking about it, VR and AR are going to be, I believe, the biggest growth markets in 2023. That's going to be one of the biggest areas I think we're going to be seeing growth in. Um, I think we're going to see more on the environmental, as I talk about it a lot on the show, and online green certificates. And I think the prediction is that we're going to see more of how we can utilize electricity to be better about how it's integrated in our lives. Now, that could be whether it's a website, it could be how you're using your phone, but we're going to see in the future, in my opinion, I think there's going to be a lot of companies, I could be wrong, talking about how they are using less electrical uh, 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 sources to power a computer, to power your uh, smart device or otherwise. The environment's going to be a very, very big push. 
but it's going to translate in tech land because I think there's going to be a, a real push towards we're not, you know, we're not using it all the time. It's not following you as much, therefore using less energy. That's going to be a real big one. So online green certificates, they might call it something different, but that's what I'm referring to it. And artificial intelligence was huge in 2022. Many of my oh, topics yeah. were very much uh, associated with deep fake videos. Um, the heritage uh, .ca, you could upload a photo and make it come alive. And now this past month, we've seen take your photo and now you can be put in a Napoleon era, Viking era, World War One, and they take your photo and mask it or manipulate it to look like you're in that world. This is going to be a big area next year is going to be authentic art by AI. We're going to see a more of that and more talk about how that's going to impact Bill. And I'm referring even to musical composition will be done by AI. And I think we're going to hear two sides of that. One, can you sell artificial intelligent art as a unique piece? Who owns it? And music, where and who is making the music? How is it being developed? And uh, we're going to see that more how it's combined, uh, incorporating emotions and, and all of it to come together. So AI is going to be a massive push. And this goes without saying, we're going to definitely see uh, security breaches on such a level, um, as I mentioned, Facebook in the past has been fined, Amazon's fined, and the data collected is going to continue with a big concern. So security is continuously over the next, not just next year, the following year. I'm thinking satellites, GPS systems, all as a concern in the future will be a big, big issue. And others that are really far fetched. Oh, like, okay, Professor Adam, I got a question yeah. for you in the back Please. here. Bill on the back. Yeah. Uh, we, there was a lot of fuffle about 5G and, yes. and you know, how it's going to develop, who's going to be, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but that's progressive. Uh, is yes. 2023 the year that we start to see 6G? Yes, China will be launching 6G. My prediction is that it will launch the 6G network next year. Incredible. Uh, and we'll hold you to these, of course. We're recording this whole thing. <laughs> And uh, play them back and say, boy, were we off base, <laughs> which we tend to do every year. Uh, this is Tech Talk. We do this every Friday, 1135, brought to you by Vacuum Man. Adam, uh, well, we won't see each other uh, into the new year, I guess. Happy New Year and uh, enjoy the time off. And uh, we'll look forward to the shows in 2023. Well, thank you so much. And by the way, Bill, just so everyone knows, it is my fifth wedding anniversary. We celebrate Christmas Day, and I'm excited to do, to do take some time and just enjoy this last remaining days before the new year when we come back and I'll be talking about all the amazing things that are going to happen in 2023. You betcha. This is Tech Talk, and uh, great to have you with us again. Uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and happy anniversary to you too, Adam. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.